Previously on A Gay and a Non-Gay. I don't need to hear you mad at me. Is this, is this you now? Are you doing an Irish goodbye? No. You better come back. I'm coming back, I promise. I'm just going to take my bags. <laughs> Welcome to A Gay and a Non-Gay. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. This episode is supported by Emerald Life. Dan went to his first gay club last night. No, I've been to several gay clubs. Oh, sorry. Before. I didn't realise. You said you wanted to talk about it, so... I just find that... We've talked about this before, and I appreciate that they're not for me, so they're there to provide an environment for LGBT people who might not necessarily have I mean I don't actually even know if that's true in terms of the venue we were at I, I'm not sure that's an LGBT venue I think that's more of a bear venue basically what happens whenever I get go to a gay club is it's just like open season and everyone can just touch me and just do whatever they feel like doing right and I find that so surprising this is specifically in the UK by the way because it's not like that in Seattle like at all it felt like that for me in New York more so than oh, the really? UK yeah a lot of people touched me in a bar in New York and when I was on my own I just want, I'm just not going to go to one again because I because it's really just, yeah because why why you know one groped you did they well no probably not that what what do you mean touched well, you just then? get touching like invading my personal space and like, like aren't people just touchy feely everywhere in no, real life not really really when they're drunk I mean I find that a bit rich considering you go and like get it in deep into mosh pits and stuff where yeah, everyone's I've opted like, into that I've gone into the area of the concert where that. Everyone's on top what, of each other. Yeah, but that's, that's way more invasive yeah, than I've, someone I've, just touching your arm or something in a gay no, bar. It's not just that. I don't know. Like, and what do you mean you haven't opted into it? You've gone. Well, yeah, but I don't. By going to a gay bar, have I, I've basically opted in. Well, let's put it this way: that, to to being like just harassed. I don't know. I was there. I'm not sure. I saw you being harassed. Well, I don't feel like that's harassment. Like, would you file? Would you call the police and be like? I mean, was anything that serious? What exactly are you saying here? Like, no one touched your ass. No, there was a lot of that. There was? Yeah. Okay, well, then that's different. And this is a tricky topic because... I think it's important. I just probably won't go to one again because every every time I go to one in the UK, maybe it's me being oversensitive, but I just don't like the, I, the notion that by being there, people are going to touch me a lot, whether I want to or not, and I don't want them to. So I guess it could be me, but I don't think it is me. But equally, like, I am in the gay space, so if everybody in that place want it, that's just what goes on. Everyone knows that, then cool. But I don't really want that. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't get it, because I didn't see it. I didn't see this happening. So I'm not sure what you're saying. Are you just like, we weren't even in, we're not, it's not like we were in a dark room or like a sex club. We were just in a club that was playing 80s music. Like it's, it was just a bar. It was like 2 a.m. I don't see what exactly has happened that's made you so uncomfortable. It's just every, you know, when you, for example, you did that, that Disney night once, or it was yeah. times, and I was on the door and a guy groped me. I didn't bother saying anything because what's the point? But I just don't think, you know, that women get groped yeah, I know. all the time. I, yes, by, I know, I know, but I like by, by straight dudes yeah, I know. in bars and stuff because it's like it's a thing that happens everywhere, right? I know, okay, but that doesn't, that doesn't make what I'm saying less credible. No, not at all. I'm just, I'm, I, out. I'm sure, yeah, it, it's a fraction of what like women have to go through, obviously. But I'm just saying, I remember when I was, what, sorry, what are you saying? I, I don't think I'm saying, oh my god, this is such a disaster, but, but I'm just saying, I don't think, like, I just don't think I'll ever go to a gay club in the UK again 
because it's just every time I don't feel like I'm respected there, basically. And maybe I don't need to be or whatever. I don't have a need to go there, do I? I think I've I think but, I've worked out what you're saying and what's going on here. Which is what? It's where you're going. Because the friends that you're going out with, because the friends we were out with are your friends predominantly, are older, right? They're like old guard gay. I think it's different. You know, we went out for a drink the other week and we were hung over on our episode. Yeah. Um, we were at a gay bar that evening. That wasn't cruisy. That wasn't no. touchy. That was that was relatively normal. Like you said, I didn't even know it was a gay bar. Yeah. So I think it's just the venue you're going to. Like the venue we were at, the one where you supposedly have been made to feel uncomfortable, is a venue with loads of guys that look like you trying to pull each other. Right. So you're probably in the bear pit, basically, with other guys dudes like you that are like hairy and like man more masculine if you went to heaven for example or gay i don't think you'd have the same problem you are right actually because i have been to gay i didn't have a problem yeah no it's the venues that you're going to or that your friends are taking you to that right. i think is the problem and yeah. that's like everything right Every, there's all sorts of different venues for different types of people and different things yeah and different needs and stuff and i think it's that that's the issue like when i was younger I would end up in pubs like The Eagle, which is where we're talking about. Um, and everyone would grope me because I was like 18 or something. My local gay pub in Eastbourne, where I grew up in Sussex, was full of like older gays. Well, obviously, because I was 18. And it was I was always uncomfortable because people would like stare at me and I didn't know how to deal with it or just touch me out of nowhere. And it's like, what are you doing? You don't have the right to touch me. Get out of my space. And people would always say to me, Oh, cheer up. It'll never happen. Like, what? I'm not smiling at you because I don't fancy you. Don't tell me to cheer up. <laughs> like, Well, that's what they always say. To, that's famously what people say to women, isn't it? Like, yeah. Cheer up, love. It's disgusting, isn't it? So I think it's that. I just think you probably haven't... Nav- you, haven't you haven't got used to it. And actually, in a way, I probably felt uncomfortable there too. Because, you know, you get people trying it on and they have all this, like, confidence because they're older. And it's just a bit much. Yeah. Like, get off me. I didn't give you permission. So I, I, I think it's sad to hear you say you don't want to go to a gay club ever again. I think that's wrong. I think you'd just be like, I don't want to go to that gay club ever again. Yeah, but how do I know, basically, whether it's going to be like that that really good pub that we went to? Retro bar. How the hell am I supposed to know whether it's going to be like that or it's going to be like the other? And the difference is astronomical. Well, I think the clue for the eagle is that when you walk in, the receptionist has loads of dildos behind him. Well, I didn't see that. Right. It's a little bit more sex-driven than somewhere like the retro bar, which is like jukebox, chill music kind of seattle vibes i imagine and that's that's the difference <laughs> you know and there's xxl in london which has a dark room and is like a sex club and a huge dance floor also and there's loads of guys there again it's like men only that's why i questioned your lgbt venue thing when you said that because the eagle is an lgbt venue but i doubt there were any lesbians or transgender people in there Come out with me. I'm going to this club called Little Gay Brother in a couple of weeks. It's it's like queer and very free and everyone is just like themselves and it doesn't seem as... It wouldn't be the same thing. Just leave. Just, well, get, they, don't, just yeah. get a grip. Yeah, just go. Like, but I then, know that's not then the answer, we're on to but... the next problem, which is like, oh, you can never fucking go... You can never leave anything these days, can you? Without Yeah, I mean, actually that annoys me too. In fact, we weren't even going to go to this club, but one of the people we were both with was like, 
You've got to come, you've got to come, you've got to come, you've got to come. Have another drink, don't be so boring, don't be so boring. It's Saturday night and it's the most annoying thing ever. And I don't know if it's just a British thing, but people don't seem to like let you live. <laughs> like they want to drag you down with them. Yeah. And I was saying to this guy that was saying that to us, who's kind of a mutual friend and not really our friend, I was like, look, I'm tired. It's, yeah, it might be Saturday night, but like it's midnight. I kind of want to go home. I've got a busy Sunday tomorrow. I'm recording a podcast with Dan. Um, I've been out all day. I drunk a lot this week. I kind of just want to go to bed. And his response is just like, don't be so lame. Don't be so lame. And in the end, I got so angry. I was like, listen, you know what? Listen, I have just told you what I need to do for my body and my mental health and my yeah. happiness. And you're telling me, don't be so lame. Like, what, who are you? What I hate. Which is very rude of me, but I snapped. And I was like, I'm so done with people telling me what to do. Also, the night before, I was really angry. Angry. I was triggered because I was at a concert and I bought two bottles of water and I only had my card to pay, right? It's 2018. The water anyway what was, was £2.80 a bottle for a bottle of water, like a small bottle of water. You can get tap water, though. I mean, I wish I'd done that. Do a leaper. Oh, really? Ali Pali? And the guy said, yeah. Oh, I wanted the, to go. And the, Really? Anyway, the guy was like, oh, we don't accept cards for under a tenner. Just get smashed, mate. And I was like, no, piss off trying to push alcohol on me all the time. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. It's, we have a real problem here, I think. We just seem to all suppress our feelings by getting drunk all the time. Ah, says in- the man recording a podcast whilst drinking a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. James, oh my God, I've yeah, got mental. I what? don't know why he's bought wine with it. He, James, James came... I'm such an idiot. James- I just went on a rant about people telling me to drink more. And I'm like, no, I respect my body. And I'm sat here drinking a glass of white wine. So- Sauvignon Blanc, anyone? Hey! What annoys me about that whole thing is it's almost like an element of competition. And it's not a... Com- well... If it's a competition, great. I've won the competition already. I already fucking won it. What's I went out every, for? For, who can drink the most. I'm, Is it? I've won that. Give me the medal. Oh really? What what was your acceptance speech like? I didn't get I didn't get an invite to that party. The game is over. I don't need to keep demonstrating how much I can drink because I can drink a lot if I want to, but I don't want to most of the time. I don't know if it's that in gay venues. Like I've said before, for me, oh. it's about just I, I've always felt like I can't go because I want to meet the one, so I'm like staying to try and meet them. Right. And I don't know if it's a part partly that. Maybe we gay people but gay people seem to drink a lot that's why i i used to be really anti-irish goodbyes can you get me that um other bottle of wine and yes i know exactly what you're just about to say you in fact last night despite having a go at me about doing irish goodbyes previously you suggested i just do one yeah well it's so much easier just go it's the only way to do it now Yeah, don't tell anyone you're going because otherwise they'll put pressure on you just leave a gay and a non-gay two unlikely friends take on the world i love that you've changed your mind on them yeah i know i i actually i've, I've never have i done a bigger 180 in my life <laughs> than on the topic of Irish really? goodbyes yeah wow. I wouldn't do it at like a wedding no I would do it anywhere I wouldn't do it like I'd do it at a wedding I'd say goodbye to the bride and groom I think that's okay if but, it's like over 10 if it's over 5 or 10 people enact the Irish goodbye if yeah. it's like less than 5 you probably can't do that you can't really do it on a date people do though don't they like, <laughs> has that ever happened to you what someone's, just someone's left. gone to the toilet and not come back no Find us on your socials. We're at Gay Non Gay everywhere. Dan, I'm really stressed. I think I've just, uh, I'm, my head is so, I am so done. I've not been, there's a few things I've not been talking about on the podcast for a couple of weeks. I don't know why. I've kind of decided to just like take a breath. Right. So I, I didn't, I didn't talk about me. 
Okay. It, but I've been missing the therapy of uh, chatting to a brick wall, basically. And that's why we did an episode about uh, slow cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Um, <laughs> again, you're fucking talking about it again. You well, can't I, help yourself. I banged out quite a few good ones this week, actually, but I won't. I'm just stressed. Why? What's going on? Right, I'm trying to buy a house. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a fucking mission. It's so horrible. I know. There was so much admin. By the way, the admin doesn't end. Like, it will never end from this point. What? Sorry to tell you. No, please just hold on. You're going to do that thing that everyone else has done. What? When I talk to them about it, I'm like, I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed. And then they literally throw more stress at me. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, oh, it gets, it gets worse. Or, well, I'm just oh, you've got you. to do this. Oh, don't forget, you've got to worry about that. And I'm like, Whoa. I just want a slow cooker, Dan. <laughs> I'm going through all of this just to get a slow cooker. <laughs> it's driving me mad. And also, I'm having terrible, like, th- I have so many irrational thoughts. That you bu- you've bought a house, right? Uh, yeah. Right, so <laughs> did you have, did you freak out? Yeah, that yes. It never ends. Now, once you've bought one, you've got management companies. and like on, Ugh, Don't even get started on the admin of the car park. Like that's I don't have like, a car park, so. Okay, well, I do. Wow, you've got a garden and a car park. Do you live in a National Trust property? <laughs> no, well, I don't have a car park. I have a car parking. A car parking. A car park. I have a car parking space. Do you employ an attendant? No. Well, I, 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 I attend to my car parking space. The awful thing about it as well is that, like, it started making me have these really irrational thoughts. It re- it's reminded me how gay I am because I suddenly started thinking, well, I'm going to live there. I'm going to own it. I can't just move. What happens if I have homophobic neighbors? I know that's such a. Stu- I don't know, I even know where that thought came, came from, but I guess it's just another one of those things that happens when you're a gay man or an LGBT person that you go, oh, God, what are the neighbors like? Well, you could do a recce, though, couldn't you? How? Go around and knock on the door. That, but it's a new development, so I can't do that. Yeah, okay. Well, I... What am I going to do? Knock on the door and be like, Hiya! Uh... Are you okay if I move in next door? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really camp. Like, what, and, and I, what did you expect me to do? <laughs> That's an interesting point, but I think in London, you would be... It's not a point. It's, a, it's terrifying. I mean, not that I'm gay, but I don't think I've lived next to anyone homophobic in all the time I've lived in London. How do you know? Did you pop around with a rainbow flag on? That's, yeah, that's, I guess that's a weird thing that I wouldn't have ever thought of. But London is one of the most, like... Yeah, but it doesn't matter. There's awful people everywhere, isn't there? Yeah. You know, you know what you should do? Uh, I've got a spare room. Right. So you can just, why don't you just come and, <laughs> why don't you just come and live with me? What's so like sack off buying a house and investing in my future and just live with you? Why Why would I do that? I don't know, it might be fun. We could walk to and from the podcast studio. Gain on gate hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're spending the night in Brighton together so we can see how that goes. Oh, that's a good point. As a trial. Yes, before our live show. So yeah. we'll have like a trial night there. Yeah. And then go from that point. And yeah. maybe I'll live with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably see more of your mum. Why? Because she's staying over all the time. Yeah, I don't think it needs explanation. Really Joe ca- doesn't need an explanation. Really Let's just move ca- on. No, just after you speaking to my mum, I can't believe you just did that again. I thought this was over. Right, well, it is now, so <laughs> see you later. If you want more, subscribe at gaynongay.com on iTunes, Spotify, or your fave pod app. Again, a non-gay's back every Wednesday. See you then, babes.